Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Wise Men Say podcast. We said on the reaction pod it was going to be a glorious win over Plymouth Argyle and look what we got instead. Sunderland's terrible home form this season continues. But you know, that kind of reminds me of being back in the Premier League, so there's a positive to that. I'm Roy Fallow, joined as always by Matthew Keelan. Hi, hello. How are we? Oh, I mean, I, f- I feel as I feel as good as our pitch looks, Matthew. To be honest, that result's uh, still a hard one to shake off. I think. Yeah, it was, um, it was like water polo, wasn't it? <laughs> um, really shit sport that like no one watches other than like every four years in July. I was going to say yeah, it's a I great only, one uh, in the Olympics. I I wish I only I watched Sunderland every four years in July. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in July as well. Like that would be that would be quite fun as well. Oh. Summer pints. I mean, oh god, let's not let's not go down that road. I'll get even more depressed. depressed. Yeah. Bye. Speaking of speaking of pints, we're joined by Cans and Megabuses pioneer Tom Walsh. Good evening, Rory. How's things in Austria, Tom? Uh, just the same as they are back at home, just in German, really. <laughs> <laughs> so is that yeah I'm Scheiser, think, is, yeah is that better or worse like the the dars listening to this would probably think your stereotypical dars would say worse definitely wouldn't they uh <laughs> uh i mean it's slightly better i mean i could go to as you know it's not better at all it's just i'm going to work i'm drinking at home on my own and i'm watching i'm having to pay actually i only pay seven pounds to watch sunland put in terrible performances so so there's that yeah yeah Yeah. what are you doing with the extra three quid (laughs) i mean yeah i can buy some more radlers or something like that or a bratwurst i don't know oh what about a rat surely there's like a deal you can get from some i imagine some like nice cart of some kind on a oh, yeah, vienna yeah. street corner where you can get a radler and that's i've made that sound like a sex thing a, yeah. cor- a vienna street corner where you can get a radler <laughs> where you can get a beer <laughs> a beer and a sausage for, for three euros surely is that well, not well, a thing uh, three euros, you'd be lucky, but yeah, uh, but it was more like a five, five euros for a beer and a, a brat versus pretty much the going rate. So, oh, well, that's but fair I've, enough. I've uh, I've not partaken in one of those in a while because if you keep eating them, you come really fat. So <laughs> I've had to I've had to uh, lay off those for a little bit. You've had to lay off those and instead make yourself feel sick by watching terrible Sunderland performances, and you oh, know, just, which is the is the least fun way to feel sick. Um, God, where to start with this one, lads? 
Another law point. How many times have we said this on the pod? Like, it feels like we hit rock bottom again, but getting beat 2-1 to a side who didn't really have to break sweat. Like, pretty much their only two attacks they scored with. Um, And there's so many... And it feels quite harsh, but you can pick out so many individual performances that were really poor from this game. But I think one that I want to fume the most about is Josh Scorn. I thought Great. he was an absolute... Yeah, I knew you would agree, Matt, to be honest. That's why I wanted to start with him. And, you know, people might think we're being harsh digging out individuals, but after that, absolute disgrace. And we'll get onto the wider picture, but Josh Scorn. <laughs> is is he allergic allergic to putting a shot on target for a start? Ooh. I've never seen someone blaze the ball over the bar with such consistency. You've kind of got to admire that in a way, but my God, what a terrible performance on a night of awful performances. <laughs> but it, it is terrible. Like, but he is objectively awful. Like he's 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 shown since he arrived. From the dizzy heights of Queen's Park Rangers, as I was quoted <laughs> in a South American website saying the other week, um, did he? What is he? What is the point in him? Like, what does he do? He doesn't. He's not a goal scorer. Midfield. He's not particularly good on the ball. He, he just. Well, the midfield generally is just a collection of shite, and he's like <laughs> epitomizes every aspect of all of the other bits of shite yeah. that we've got in the midfield, like. For all like Power's faults, you know he's he's decent on the ball at times. Ledbet is slow, but he's got a good pass. He's got a decent shot. He can take set pieces. Um, Dobbs, well, forget forget him. Don't talk about him. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to reinforce your point. But like they've all, they've all they've collectively got faults, but they've also got like plus points as well to an extent. Yeah. Scowen just he just does nothing. He's rubbish. Like what? He's... What? What is the point in him? Just. Like, I remember when way. we bought him, he was. I thought he was brought in to be one of these, like, kind of, well, they called him the rat, as in he'd just go around mm-hmm. kicking people and, like, breaking up the play. And then this season he's become, like, oh, he's now an attacking, some kind of attacking midfielder. But it doesn't really work when you, you know, you shit your pants every time you get within, like, 18 yards of the goal. Um, yeah, I, I don't particularly know what he does. Um, but like you say, he just goes in with this collection of midfielders where there's no, there's no real spark to them, and they're all like catastrophically slow. Um, oh God! Yeah. But, uh, but then if we talk, if we want to talk about pace, it's something we've been talking about for the past fifteen years. About <laughs> how there's, there's no pace in that side, and I don't know. I don't know why we've gone through a cavalcade of managers, and no one's thought, why don't we just buy like quick players for a change? But no, we just buy plodders. We just buy yeah. the same player. Yeah, like I mean, this Winchester rubbish, just looks so like the same player, again, but a bit yeah. older. Like there was two <laughs> moments the with, there was two moments with scoring aside from blazing shots over the bar, where there was one where Winchester sort of started making not a forward run but moved ahead of him well, not so he, that far not a forward right, not that run. far oh yeah he wasn't he wasn't getting too daft but so scorn could have was in the first half scorn could have played the ball between the two plymouth midfielders and you know it would have been the start of a move mm. and instead he checked back and winchester yeah. to be fair looked like he was stood there like mate what are you doing and he did like another similar like just giving the ball away really sloppily and this this is really sad but it's been one of the most animated I've been all season because I just screamed at me telly you 
daft cunt what are you doing and it's like and that's some like then after that like i checked myself after that knee-jerk reaction i was like god how depressing is this i'm watching my team struggle against plymouth on a stream that i'm paying 10 pound for i can't even go at the game the pitch is minging the team's minging and it's hard to get it like as animated when like the team scores or something and that calling this terrible midfielder like a top shelf swear word is the most animated I've been all season. It's just like it's pissing down the rain outside as well. You can't do anything else. This is supposed to be your release. Like Jesus Christ. Like can it can they not just give us something? Can they not give us something where we want to just feel a little bit of relief for a couple of hours? But even when they do give you some relief, it's like Oh, who cares? It's yeah. like the the Wimbledon game on Saturday. Uh, I watched, and the first five minutes and the last five minutes were like were fine. They were quite. That was quite fun, but the in between bit it was just this is dreadful. This is absolutely dreadful. And I saw a lot of people going very overboard how this is like the dawning of this new Lee Johnson revolution. It's like that game was pretty bad. It's the dawning we, of nothing. And, yeah, and then it's like, and then it was like, oh, Kel surprise that like we've lost on, on a, on a bog, to Plymouth Argyle who clearly fancied it more than we did, well, and it's like this the performance like that wasn't like it wasn't a surprise because it was pretty much the same performance as Saturday, just with like a nicer pitch, sorry, a less nice pitch, and without Charlie White, you know, bagging two chances. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was, I was gonna say, like, I was, I was gonna say that that why why were people surprised on Tuesday night that, that we were shit because we were shit on Saturday for the mm. most part. We just I guess went, it's just because Wimbledon we were worse we, than Plymouth. I just think because of that result, we, yeah, we didn't play well against Wimbledon, but it's a platform to build some momentum, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, you come out with that, you come out of that game, and the morale's at least high in the squad. So they're not like you know their their tails should, in theory, they should mm-hmm. be up and they should be going in that game, thinking, oh well, yeah, we had to grind that out to an extent, and we had to withstand a little bit of pressure or whatever. Right now, let's go into this home game, type of team we should be beating. Let's get another result, and then that starts building momentum, and you start winning those mm. games with ease. So I think it's—I don't think it's as much. Well, not for me anyway. Surprise, but I think more just like I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. Yeah, doing like, it, even though I was yeah. fuming actually. So maybe that's not like well, maybe I'm was, contradicting myself. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. I, I do. I just think like well, we beat Lincoln four 0 and then yeah. didn't kick on from that. And we yeah, we've had true. some decent results earlier in the season. Didn't kick on from that. It, two years ago, like we we had that end of the season where all we had to do was like not give away last minute equaliser against Peterborough when we'd had some decent results. We didn't do that either. <laughs> we just we, the the seasons are right off because we're not good enough. To, the league is appalling, and we these teams that we've lost at home against Plymouth, Milton Keynes, Wigan, it's an absolute disgrace. Losing yeah. to their teams at home, I don't care. The pitch is rotten. The pitch was minging, yeah, but it was the same for Plymouth, and they had to do it much better. It's not an excuse. We, the we've pitch. T- we've drawn at home to Wimbledon. We've drawn at home to the Wimbledon side that we were awful against and won three 0 away. We've drawn at and home to Burton Albion, Burton. who are B- horrendous. Bottom. Well, I it's, think Richard pointed out in the in the group chat, didn't he? If we'd won those four games that you've just mentioned, Matt Wigan, Wimbledon at home, mm-hmm. Burton at home, and and Plymouth as well, 
I think if we'd won all those games, if I, th- I think this is what he said that we'd be top of the league. Well, we'd certainly be higher up. Yeah, well, we but there, and you know, like it, it's easy, it's ifs and buts. But it's, those yeah. are the type of games you should be winning if if you want to get promoted automatically. Like, or even if we just won two, we'd be in with like we'd be in contention, wouldn't we? And like you yeah. were saying, Matt, it looks like it's a write-off now. It is. It, it, uh, look, I'm happy to be proved wrong again, but we we're gonna we will be nowhere near this season. Because we keep losing these home games. We've won three games at home this season. Yeah. That's just... Un- it, it, it's, it's, it does intrigue it's me. That unacceptable really, on every level. Yeah, I'd say this, this home record kind of like... It is intriguing because normally we'd get the blame because it'd be like, yeah. oh, the, you know, the fans are too... Yeah, yeah. You know, there's too much pressure. The players can't perform under this pressure of, you know, beating Burton Albion. Um... But we're the only team in the entire football league that's yet to lose away from home, yet we can't beat anyone at home. It doesn't so, make any sense, does it? But is it this kind of teams... I mean, I've not watched every single home game, but are teams doing the same thing of still treating it as like their big day out and letting us take the game to them, whereas away from home, you have more impetus to just sit back and hit teams on yeah. the counter-attack because that's where we seem more effective. Well, it's like you went against Lincoln, Lincoln at, and, yeah. and at the tail end of that uh, the Wimbledon game on, on Saturday. So, uh, But like you said, should should be putting these teams away. And yet again, it's on against Plymouth, it's missing quite easy chances that like... That uh, chance McGeady had where he was through on goal. Yeah, and I think it was mentioned. It was mentioned at the time. Had the roles been reversed and McGeady put the ball through O'Brien, he would have been getting absolutely slaughtered for it. But because yeah. oh, McGeady is our best best player, um, he doesn't. I will. I will say that O'Brien's been much brighter these past couple of games. Uh, and O'Brien, actually, yeah, we'll we'll, player, we'll, really. we'll We'll uh, we'll get back to Fume in a second, but um, okay. O'Brien I thought had had his best his best game for Sunderland actually. Um, good yeah, goal, yeah. well well taken, mm. a good move actually. The goal as well to be fair, um, and that ball to McGeady was excellent. He was unlucky in the first half with a, like a flick one he had that the keeper yeah, just yeah. about got to. Um, I was I was really pleased with him. His, his movement, he was dropping deep and, and linking things up quite nicely. So. Um, I'd have him in the team again against Shrewsbury to try and build on some momentum. Um, but the th- I, I want to go back, Tom, to what you brought up there about the fans not being in. Okay, is I, I think that's really worth underlining because it would you know that all the cliches would be coming out right now, don't <laughs> oh, you? Oh yeah, they're too expectant. Oh, yeah. they it's their fault. They're putting too much pressure on the players. Like, and you know the stadium's empty and they're still not doing it. Like, it just totally dispels that myth that let's not forget people on our own board have tried to perpetrate mm. that the, you know the fans either don't get up for it to, enough at times or then maybe we put too much pressure on them so you know which one is it but you know with all those <laughs> cliches from members of the press as well they, they'd be doing it as well um more the not the the people who cover us locally more than national media but they're a bit too concerned complaining about a premier a mid-table premier league club instead and how you know it's terrible for them rather than looking at the other club in the northeast who are going to finish mid-table in league one instead but yeah those cliches would all be coming out so it's nice that that myth can be dispelled quite a nice odd silver lining isn't it 
Well, as as always, when you're talking about the press, it's like when it happens to Newcastle, it's like this is an outrage. We should be burning the place down. Whereas in Sunderland, we're told to just shut shut up and sit down and just you know, you got to give these people time. Blah blah blah. And it's like, no, we found out that these people, like whoever's in charge, they don't need time. They don't deserve time. It's like we shouldn't be at this level. And for us to just kind of shut up and get on with it, well. Here we are, <laughs> yeah. Watch, watching a stream, shouting at Josh Schoen <laughs> on your own in front of a laptop, a player that we won't even be able to properly name in five years' time, hopefully. Ho- hopefully. Great when he's still here. I oh, just, yeah. Like, on yeah. that expectation thing again, like it, it, does, it really underlines just what utter horseshit that is. And even if, even if it was true, fuck me. How dare we want to beat <laughs> AFC Wimbledon at home? Christ almighty, like, five years ago, we were, you know, we were, like, all right. We weren't, like, a national embarrassment as such. Like, we did we did our best, guaranteed, but, like, we did... No, we are just generally a laughingstock when we... We are... It's... We should not... We shouldn't settle for the... Like, why should... Why should we not be able to be, like, pissed off? Why should we not expect to beat these... Just... Let's be honest. They, we are playing against new towns, and it's it's <laughs> a disgrace. It's like now people we've seen so many times. It's bottomed out. It's leveled out. This is the lowest of the low, right? Well, you hit if you're doing if you're digging your garden now, you're hitting pipes and concrete because there's no further this can go. Because any worse than this, and you're, you're gonna hit you're gonna hit one of the gas pipes and it's gonna explode because. <laughs> This is this. It's just despicable. I've tweeted loads of times that I don't that I don't care, and I do care. I just find it really hard to emotionally invest in part. A lot of it's a situation we're in now, as a country and as a as a species, I guess. Um, but the fact that I don't, the fact that on Tuesday night I wasn't really bothered, really winds me up. Like yeah. and I hate it, and I hate that that's happened. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of it's to do with the fact that I can't go to the match, and I'm watching it on a stream, and you know, it's whatever. But part of it's because we're just shit, and it's, and I'm I'm sick. I'm absolutely sick of it, to be honest. Like, well, the thing, the the caring thing's interesting, Matt, because. I care about the way the club's being dressed. I care about the the institution because yeah. it is pretty much, you know, a city like Sunderland that's like been through so much, like has been shit on so much. The club's like the one thing we've got to be mm. proud. Well, not the one, the only thing. Actually, that's that's patronising. That's that's not necessarily the case, but that's our biggest thing, isn't it? That's the unifier of the city, and if that's being, you know ripped apart in in many you know from the pitch to the squad and i do care about that but like my dad texted us the next day saying like what how do you feel like 24 hours on after that shower of shite and i said i just don't care about any of these players really oh, yeah. that's that's where i don't care about it. like i hope lee johnson does a good job but like i don't and you know it, it's his job to make me care about him i guess isn't it mm. and make supporters care about him but if he left tomorrow, would I be would I be bothered? Like I am desperate for the board to be gone. Like I want this institution to be trapped better and I care about that, but the people actually at the club I've got no connection with them. And yeah. you know, part of that maybe is not being at the stadium like you say, Matt, but 
I think I'd maybe feel about the same either way, to be honest. This is this is going to sound like a joke um, because most of the stuff I say is a joke. Um, <laughs> no, welcome aboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the right place. <laughs> but, but I've not really felt much of a connection since Lee Catamull left. It's well, like we agree was, with that. He, yeah. he was the last player that I actually, I mean, you liked. Because he's funny and he's been there, he'd been there for like nearly 10 years and we were joking that you should have a testimonial and then blah, blah, blah. But when he left, it's just like, now. oh, now it's just a collection of League One footballers that I, I am not, I do not care about you. It's like, I don't care about Josh going or I'm sorry I don't really care about Grand Leadbitter because he's mm. it's just like a pale imitation of what Grand Leadbitter was mm. and it's like mm. can I really get excited about Charlie White's going a hat trick and it's like yes it's funny but like he won't score now for like four months or something like that and it's just yeah it is hard it's hard to keep be asked about it and I think it is the way we're consuming football now where the game finishes you're not re- you've not really been cheered up by that that was the one thing you were looking forward to in the week and then you watch that shite and you close your laptop and it's like right I could just sit here now till next week or yeah. till I have to go to work hmm. and but I <laughs> also think if we were in the stadiums watching it it'd still be shit it'd be oh, like, well, oh yeah you'd, it'd be you'd, awful. Be, mo- you'd be more angry and yeah, but the... I would. I want to be more angry. That like, I'll, that's what yeah, I want. I want to feel something. Yeah, I don't. I I don't. Like, I don't care. Like, if we win, it on, was if be we sat win with sat... like your family or your mates or something like, like that. Then sat, as well, like, say if we when we if we were playing Shrewsbury at home on Saturday, and it it was a one o'clock kickoff. Woo, which it is. Don't forget. Is it? Yeah. Oh my god. Um, Why? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I hope I'm wrong, and everyone puts it. Do on Do our floodlights not work? No. I, well. well don't know maybe it's gonna rain at three um but um <laughs> if we were all going if we lost at home with you'd be fuming but then you'd go out and have like you know a laugh and 10 pints yeah and kebab and, <laughs> like yeah, yeah it's just that like, i want to care it's three if, o'clock by the way no it isn't <laughs> just check just on well on the on the website it says three o'clock well i'm sure that, i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna investigate this when someone else is talking but <laughs> um no if we were all going you know you'd have a but I don't like if we win on Saturday. Great, woo! Very well done. Because we never <laughs> well done, go. Like, we can never go any. It doesn't matter how many games in a row we win. Anyway, we'll never go any higher than four. So yeah. <laughs> like, so uh, fuck it. I don't, I'm going to investigate this. Someone else taught us. As he's saying about we've become like an embarrassment. I don't. It's not an embarrassment anymore. We're just an irrelevance. Yeah, no it's one like, cares about us now. No I one think cares. We've like the, the national, embarrassment stage. The national journalists, like even though Sunderland is their patch, is like they go like once once a year to see to still they're still alive to check they're still alive. And it's like oh, what's looking at having at Sunderland? Oh, the oh, the still in League One. Well, and they it's come, like they come for the funeral, don't they? Like they come to oh, laugh. Yeah. They, they, yeah. That's yeah. what they come back for. They never come to actually when things maybe could be turned around. They come when things have really set in, and it's time for them to again bring the cliches out. and And they'll do the nice bits as well. They'll call us this sleeping giant. If someone can just come in and turn this club around, all the potential, the amazing stadium, the amazing training ground. These fans have been waiting, but then there'll be the digs in there about, but the fans are really expectant. Look at all these managers that have left, blah, blah, blah. Not actually 
doing any digging or any like probing into what's going wrong or you know and you see it in other parts of the country I think you've mentioned it before Tom and I think he's a local journalist but the fellow at at Bolton who covers them Mark Isles yeah who like really went in on the stuff that was and well stuff that is still going on there really to an extent but we never and the, and the, the local lads like Phil Smith and James Hunter who come on the pod they, they do do a, a bit of that to be fair and I understand they've got like relationships to keep and stuff like that but the people who report nationally we see them do it for Newcastle United we they love bit bragging about being banned by Mike Ashley and stuff like that or you know Joe Kinnear like going on a tirade you know, wear that like a badge of honour and it, but like you say, Tom, we became an irrelevance now, and they just they, they don't care about us. <laughs> it feels no, a bit, no. you know, it feels we, like we we talk about this nearly every three months or so. Um, one thing that was going on on again, we have to, you have to go off social media really for your your reaction amongst the fans at the moment was. The, the stuff about like giving Johnson time and stuff like that, and, and no one's calling for, for Johnson to be sacked or anything daft like that. Could, I don't know, Matthew, why you call? We could, I was we could. Say, maybe Matthew Keelan might have a different uh, uh, perspective on that. I don't think that. he should be sacked. Ooh, do I think he should be sacked? We'll give him Saturday at 3 o'clock. We'll give him Saturday, okay. Yeah, very yeah. kind of you, very kind of you. Once you well, the game's time. finished at 3 o'clock. No, it kicks off at, <laughs> no, it kicks off at 3 o'clock, but uh, however, the home game against Gillingham next week does kick off at 1 o'clock. Is this because Gillingham just always have to kick off at one o'clock now? Gillingham's players are allergic to floodlights. Okay, They're actually all vampires, so they have oh. to get back to Gillingham before. What it gets kind dark. of vampires? You like sort of not oh, right, no, reverse vamp- reverse vampire. Oh, so f- perhaps vampires is a bit strong, but oh yeah, you did Tom. But to be fair, I didn't yeah, notice, Stephen so we... cut that, cut that. <laughs> no, leave it in. Actually, no, no. Actually, yes, the vampires. Vampires can on- can't go out in darkness. So I will double down on that. <laughs> like inside right. out vampires reverse vampires but yeah people <laughs> we're, we're talking about the the need to give johnson time and there was there was interesting debate going on with this because yes like give him time um and i think gareth was pointing this out on on twitter to be fair but if it didn't matter if we got promoted because we need to get promoted this season still we have to right. get out well, of league one we can't well, have another season i know the season's a write-off one. and everything but but yes but we still have do we we need to get promoted and that's yep. yes maybe written off now but if that was if that didn't matter when Johnson came in like Gareth I think did point this out on Twitter why you know give give the job to a giant pink slice until the end of the season give it give it to <laughs> Kevin Ball at last give it give well, it to George yeah. Foster from the supporters association not in here no it's alright it's fine <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know like if it didn't matter just give it to just a man and then bring Johnson in in the summer when you're having mm. your Sunderland's annual, biannual sort of overhaul again. But you need, it's all well and good having a long-term plan, but there needs to be short-term, medium-term targets met. And I know that sounds yeah. a bit of bit like management speak, which Lee Johnson would probably love, but you need to be hitting those short-term targets as part of that, surely. Like, your long-term plan's never going to work if you keep having these terrible home results, does it? Like... It, well, it doesn't yeah, really yeah. fit. A long a long term plan goes out the window if you keep getting beat every week. Yeah. Because because people just get sick of it. And I was like, well, you can't see keep banging on about long term when we've got a terrible pitch and getting beat by Plymouth Argyle. So he needs he needs to pull something out of the hat because it's like there's been glimpses of that Lincoln game. Well, no, that Lincoln game. I mean, the other games have been 
they look like performances under Parkinson, and we've won them. Like, Whereas, is, yeah, I, I think that's true, Tom. Like, are we? I was. I didn't know if I wanted to like mention that because of people think we're being reactionary. But do we look bar that Lincoln game much different? And that's not expecting miracles from Johnson straight away. But again, why sack Parkinson if you're not going to get a bit of a a bit of a turnaround? There's not really many signs, and that's. That's a little bit worrying. I don't think that's been too knee-jerky to suggest that, is it? No, not particularly. I mean, he will point to these are the tools I have. You know, you've still got Charlie Wyke and Danny Graham as your two striking options. So you are a bit hamstrung in that regard. Um, but I think I think Craig brought it up in a group chat. It's like there's not really there doesn't we don't you can't really see what he's trying to do. Mm. It's like when we had managers with a night like a, a a style like Poyet, even when we were losing you could tell what he was trying to do. Whereas I'm not seeing it at the moment. And maybe that, that Lincoln game was maybe they played into our hands a lot because they came out and attacked us and we kinda of picked them off on counter attacks. But yeah, like that I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing much at the moment. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to write Ridley Johnson off because he's still very early doors and he's had a lot to contend with. Matthew's nodding there. Write him off. Write him off. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sack him now. Actually. <laughs> sack him now. And sack him now and bring uh, Owen Coyle from the Indian Super League. Yeah, um, and then, Go then, well, then, then when we get put him in charge. We have to have a rule in place where we can't sack a manager ever again. So we just <laughs> have to pick one, and that's it. Oh, until they die. Uncoil. Well, I just Uncoil. like you're right. The, the whole thing about having a long term plan without having anything in the short term to back it up is just pointless. <laughs> like it's like mm. spending. It's like thinking, oh well, I'm going to spend this ten million pounds. I'm going to win on the lottery, and then think, oh, did you buy that ticket? Oh shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> so like it's just like the, you, there won't be a long term plan because we'll never get to reach the long term plan because yeah. we're shit and we don't have a short term <laughs> plan so well, like the, the system he's playing at the minute is just baffling me as well this 4-2-2-2 two, two, two just doesn't seem to suit McGeady particularly it doesn't seem to suit Diamond and it sounds like really obvious and simplistic but Surely a four three three is like what suits yeah. us. Like, Wyke look best in a four. Has looked best in a four three three. Well, relative his best has, has been in a four three three. It suits Lyndon Gooch, who I know wasn't in the squad, but it does suit him. It suits Chris Maguire. It suits Ian McGeady. It suits Jack Diamond. We've got a thousand midfielders. Like even in a four three three, you could probably play Winchester and Ledbetter. And you know, there's a bit of clamour, like ourselves included, for Luke or Nine to go into midfield. Mm. That's quite sort of with that as a as a four or nine pushing onto a three there that's quite dangerous for this level isn't yeah, it yeah. like but it should be yeah <laughs> exactly tom like just In theory and i know nine's not fit yet but even with the players that are currently available like you were saying tom like johnson will say well this is what i've got to work with but you can use utilize them a bit better i think in the four three three or four two three one would surely do that. Is he? Is he maybe overcomplicating it a bit, or, or trying to rush things a little bit? It's, I don't know. It just seems a bit odd to be persistent with that. Uh, but I don't know what he what he's rushing. 
because I don't really see what he's trying to do. Yeah. He's not for all his management speak. He hasn't really laid out what kind of foot. Well, he says like a positive attacking football. I mean, like any manager can say that. I was like, I'd like to attack and score goals. It's like, well, yeah, good, good. That's good. <laughs> um, but it's like as a as a like a plan on the pitch. It's like I'm not really seeing it just yet. But like I say. Give him Saturday, and then Owen Coyle can take over from (laughs) Sunday onwards. I think Saturday. Saturday, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Straight (laughs) after, actually. We'll book him a flight, just in case. Oh, straight after. The Simon Grayson Mm. approach. We'll bring Martin Bain back to wait in the tunnel. from, though, is the question. The flight is going from Humberside Airport. Oh, naturally. Uh, Well, of course. And then we'll... uh, Because you need a taxi from Humberside Airport, so we'll just get him a taxi straight from there to the, the ground. <laughs> and he al- he always has like shorts and boots on he for does, some yeah. reason, just yeah, all the time. Does, so yeah. so he'll be ready to play. Actually, he'd be a better striker than what we've got at the moment. <laughs> yeah, why so, not? I mean, he's probably within our budget as well as a striker yeah. at the minute. So. Well, we couldn't afford the flight, like. <laughs> oh, um, I don't, just just while we're going on like these kind of just a men managers, I don't know if you've been following uh, Nigel Adkins on Twitter. Uh, no, he's. He is he is amazing because he starts every day by saying that we should need you need to you need to find three set yourselves three goals for the day and his three goals are always like go for a walk and then ring five people every day and then I he don't reads ring like, five people as I, I don't really know five people <laughs> but <laughs> N- Nigel Adkins rings five five people every single day. And I don't know if it's different people or the same people. It's just like everyone that's sitting on the mile. (laughs) So is he ringing him? Well, he's ringing Ricky Lambus, you would have thought. Dean Hammond just sat at home, like. (laughs) Dean Hammond. (laughs) What's Nigel want? Probably another manager, like, who's waiting to get back in, like Curbs or someone like that. You would have thought. I mean, he is a bit of a... He was a joke figure at management level, but he got me through... Uh, he did, like, an advent calendar all the way up to Christmas. Like, where you do, like, a, like oh, a piece of football terrible. memorabilia. Like, oh, no, no, he's amazing. <laughs> I was just like... And he's just like... He'd, he'd always be like, great memories. Go make the most of the day, everyone. And then drinking <laughs> a coffee. Oh, honestly. Honestly, it'll cheer, it'll cheer you up. And well, like, bring him in. Why I love, not? I love Nigel Atkins. Put that on the record. <laughs> I love Nigel. Tom Walsh. Uh, what's the date? Twenty first of January, twenty twenty one. Yeah, I love Nigel Atkins. And that was <laughs> the moment he realised he'd cracked in lockdown. <laughs> well, no, still got his weird. Um, is he still got his weird gelled fringe, Nigel Atkins? Oh yeah, yeah. Still, oh, well, like Simon from the In Between Us. Yeah, he, yeah, looks, yeah. Like, oh, well. he looks like uh, Sid from Ice Age. Nigel he Atkins. does. <laughs> he really does actually that's a great shout well on that we're going to go to a quick break when we come back we've probably got more fume for you but we'll actually look ahead to Shrewsbury at 3 o'clock right. on Saturday stay tuned <laughs> one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare that's why United Healthcare offers flexible budget friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more learn more at uh1.com Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. 
Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hi, this is Kieran Brady, and you're listening to the Wise Men Say Podcast. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. Before we look ahead to Shrewsbury and maybe fume a little bit more, we would like to remind you to go to fromtheterraces.co.uk and use the discount code WMS10 at checkout to get 10% off the basket, as Gareth always says. Um, I'm, I'm always plugging the, the winter gear at the minute, but why not look ahead to the summer, get a t-shirt, get a pair of shorts. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Chris has got some discounts on those at the minute. Like Matthew's got a lovely Google Meets background, which obviously you can't see, of a lovely Greek island looking yeah. scene, which is nice and sunny. So, you know, maybe you Santorini, can do that. Actually, the Zoom quizzes are coming back now, aren't they, lads? So when you're doing your Zoom God. quizzes with right. your mum and, and your aunties and all that, no, like you can send... If it's Nigel Atkins with Owen Coyle. Uh, oh, Owen Coyle's listening. Imagine that. That'd be so good. If, not, so if good. Uh, Owen Coyle's listening, and obviously he's in India, which is a very warm country, he'll need, and he loves wearing shorts. So, Owen, go to fromtheterraces.co.uk, get a pair of shorts, get two pairs of shorts, why not? And use the discount code WMS10 to get yourself 10% off. Um... Let's. Um, oh, God. Where, where, where to even keep going here, lads? There's so much <laughs> to go through. Can we about something else? <laughs> well, Can we'll we talk about Nigel end. Atkins again? We'll, we'll, we'll go back to Nigel Atkins. Um, actually, speaking of, of, of managers, Shrewsbury Town's manager, um, Steve Cottrell as well, who's obviously known to us Sunderland fans, um, has been really struck down with the Rona. He oh. won't be at the game oh, right. on Saturday. He's been in intensive care. He wasn't at oh, no. their 2-0 defeat against Southampton during the week um, and won't be present at this game either. So no note taken from him on the sideline um, <laughs> recreating that famous scene. Um, I think it was in the Charlton three own goals game, wasn't it? When someone shouted out, what's the matter, Steve? Can you not spell shite? Drew's <laughs> um, reaction. That's, that's very good, that. Oh, it's absolutely fantastic. That's right? classic. classic. Just yeah. really good. The highlight really, of that really, season. I'd just like to wish uh, Steve Cotterell all the best. <laughs> oh yeah, well he'll be cheered up when his team turn us over on <laughs> exactly. Saturday. So you yeah, know, that's that's something for him. <laughs> it's their first game in the league as well since the 29th of December because of the run outbreak that they've had. Um, they were in really good form before that. Oh, they'd, oh like it, they'd beaten <laughs> um, they'd beaten Hull, Lincoln, and Doncaster. They'd won four. They'd had four wins and one draw in those five games. Um, but like they've not played in ages, so they're 17th mm. in the oh. league. So oh, they've right. got to shake off the cobwebs a little bit against Southampton in the week, like I said, in the FA Cup. But Did they win that? <laughs> no, they've got to no. be 2-0. They've got to be 2-0. Um, there's one Otherwise, most of the game. game. No, I wish they'd win it now. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it would give us a bit of time yeah. off. But, you know, maybe given how crap we look, we need a team who is still maybe a bit rusty. We saw that with us in against Northampton. Yeah, but then we, also we just saw came it. back. <laughs> we also saw I'm it trying like... to be positive. I'm trying to be positive. Well, stop it. Come on. <laughs> um, be miserable. Yeah, that... Be more miserable. Oh, I can't I can't be more miserable. I'd be more fuming, <laughs> but I don't know if I'd be more miserable. I know the minute. Like, it's bad enough. Um... But you know them coming up with Donald Love as well. Maybe that's that. There, oh there we go. There's something three years up. The boy Donald coming up with Shrewsbury. That's something to look forward to, yeah. isn't it, Matt? Yeah, I hope he plays in centre midfield. Oh yes, when he runs the show. Well, he will, won't he? <laughs> I mean, he will. Won't he? That's what happens when every no, time buying. we have a like a 
like a former player comes back, like Honeyman the other week, just running the show. Yeah. And just like, this, why do we get rid of you? Uh, well, well, Donald Love, there's extenuating well, circumstances. Donald Love will run the show and then we'll buy him based on the data of that performance. <laughs> <laughs> no, Donald Love won't play yeah. well because Max will be on the pitch and Max will bully him. Bully yeah. Him. Yeah, and Wyke as well. Wyke likes joined in on the on the bullying of Donald Love, so yeah. he'll be he'll be tempered um, quite nicely, I think. Um, going into the game, Johnson hasn't done his press conference yet. That is tomorrow. Um, we record on Thursday night here, but he, he struck a good tone actually. To be fair to him, Johnson after the Plymouth game, I think with his comments. Um, because uh, in the immediate aftermath, everyone was like, "You can't do a Parkinson and like say like, oh, it was good enough and, and stuff like that." He did. He didn't go like full Paolo De Canio and say everything's shit because obviously that's just would be funny, but it doesn't really do much good. But he came out and said, you know, there's there's cultural errors going on, um, and you know, we need to get consistency of believing in each other, which is very Lee Johnson. Mm. Um, what on earth is he talking about? <laughs> cultural but he did say, he did cultural say differences. <laughs> well, yeah, consistency of... But, but Come on, Tom, do you not think in your workplace you need the consistency of believing in each other to achieve results? I mean, I would word it like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> Lee do, Johnson. Can you do your job, please? Yeah, please, yeah, just do your job correctly. It'll please. be great when we break Lee Johnson so much that that's what he just ends up saying to them one day. Just yeah, just loses his... it. Just put the ball in the net! It's not hard! <laughs> I don't even think he'll get that angry. I think he'll just go, lads, can you can, can you not just do your job, please? <laughs> just completely broken. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that in March. In two weeks' time. <laughs> Can't wait for this on Saturday. <laughs> on Saturday. Oh, and Coyle sat behind him just uh, rubbing his hands. Tying his boots. <laughs> Putting his shorts on. Oh, <laughs> but he did say, to be fair to Johnson, um, it's that the need, to, the need to buy into things. I mean, buy into what? I don't know. But he said, anyone who doesn't will be, will be gone quicker than you can say their name. So I think he was, to be fair, quite fuming after that result and trying to temper himself a little bit. So... You know, hopefully in these last few days of the window, we see maybe some getting shipped out and someone coming in as well because I think that's what people are forgetting. The, the transfer window is open. We still have time to get another forward in to take some of that burden off White because White, again, I, I know he touched on him, but he showed, it was another poor performance from him and he's not consistent consistent enough, is he? Like, fair no. play, he's got a few goals, <laughs> but he needs someone shouldering the burden with him and if we can just shift out someone like Danny Graham Danny Graham's not going to be buying into that I know he's injured at the minute but he's also got nits listeners to the last, last Saturday's reaction <laughs> pod will remember so he's we can got shift super some... nits actually if you remember super it. nits yeah he's got long nits yeah. <laughs> <laughs> long term nits um, he has to shave all his body hair off there's an image for you mm. um, but yeah if oh my. do Wait, that more. and get a forward in or you know, maybe maybe even another midfield that offers some variety, which sounds insane. Um, and, you know, Luke 9 if we can get him fit, he's going to offer us something. So there's a sliver of hope on that front. But Jordan Willis off injured again. Um, oh, yeah. That's got to be a concern if he's out because looking actually quite thin on the ground, centre-half-wise, if Flanagan's still out. Where it's it's literally just... Bailey Wright and, and Dion Sanderson for centre halves at the moment. Unless Could really do with that Morgan Feeney right now. <laughs> do, you want, do you want to tell everyone your amazing shout, Tom? To be fair, that you made about September. 
Yeah, I said he would not play a single minute for us in the league, and he, he did not play a single minute for us in the league. What about that Fair play. man? Uh, the other, oh, he's injured as well. The one we, the man we bought in the summer. Oh, the man that's come on holiday just to be injured in Sunderland. <laughs> yes, dramatically. Yeah. He, him. He's yeah. left. He How left Switzerland to come and sit in the Academy of Light for a year. Is, is he still in, <laughs> injured for thousands? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's oh, out yeah, for, yeah. For, for absolute so, thousands. Yeah, he's indeed. So probably probably looking at um, Bailey Wright and um, Dion Sanderson, which means Callum McFadden is probably going to get a stay of execution at left back, which, my God, if you want to fume even more about Plymouth, both goals coming down the left-hand side. They obviously that's knew se- to target I'm that. I'm sorry, that second one, man alive. It's just Definitely. like, you could hear people... You could be, hear people on the side saying, don't let him shoot. Yeah, and, they just, and, they all went, <laughs> and they all went, oh, it's in. <laughs> just like, He's oh, my word. He's not very good, is he? Maybe no. he'll, he'll, be, he'll be all right in a back three way and be a wing back. But, you know, people talk about Denver Hume, like his defensive work not being as strong. I'm sorry. He's no, he is much better than that. Do he, I, I don't think he'd be letting that second goal happen, no, to be fair, no Denver way. Hume. He got a lot tighter I, than th- that. I think um, I've just remembered that uh, Callum and Fadzian was at Berry when Ryan Lowe was at Berry. So I don't know if before the game he's told his Plymouth players to just get on him. Because, oh, well, he was he at Plymouth. At, he was at Plymouth last season. Yeah, yeah he was at Plymouth. Oh, yeah, of course. Right, yeah. So maybe they, they noticed the weak spot and just pinned it on him all game. I mean, it worked. So, yeah, you well, really well done, Ryan Logue. <laughs> Three cheers for Plymouth. Yeah. <laughs> is there no one else we could play left back? Well, I don't. I don't know. Is there another? Well, Elliot Embleton, to be fair, came on at left back right, at well, one point and wasn't any worse. Certainly, um, that was a bit of a Parkinson thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, bringing oh, like here comes an attacking player. Are we really chucking it? No, actually, he's going to play at left back. Yeah, didn't very make odd. Sense. Like Embleton as well at left back, like yeah, like way out. Of just yeah, wrong. We could do with now uh, Lawrence de Bock. Damn, oh, you just beat me to it. <laughs> yeah, bring him back so he can recreate his amazing performance at Gillingham. I'll bring him back for the Gillingham game. Why not in a couple of weeks? That'd yeah, be, nice that'd to be see. So him. Good. That'd be so good. <laughs> that would be great. So good. Um, yeah, it's what one thing as well is conceding early under Johnson. I'm wondering if teams are noticing to to target us early on now because like to be fair against Wimbledon we, we did get the early goal but then we're a bit disjointed after that we conceded quite early on Tuesday against Plymouth we did in and um, we conceded before the 20 minute mark against Wigan and we did in one of other Johnson's games as well um struggling to think off the top of my head I should have wrote it down but I haven't and even if you think of the Lincoln game they had two sitters really early on as well like is that an issue or oh, Hull sorry that was that was the other one I didn't think I, I forgot um yeah is there a bit of an issue there when we need to come flying out the blocks a little bit more. It worked for us against Wimbledon, to be fair, because it gave us that platform, and then we ended up winning the game 3-0. But it seems like teams know what to hit us. If they hit us early, they're coming away with a result. Yeah, I don't even I don't even think it's about us maybe flying out the blocks even. It's like just defend competently for the first 15 minutes. Like, you know, like yeah. don't give stupid goals and penalties and free kicks away and just settle into the game. Because you... You know these teams were playing the crap, but you're giving yourself a job on your hands. You're a goal down before you've even started. 
Bristol Rovers, first game of the season, penalty after two minutes. Yeah. Like, that yeah. just set the tone, didn't it, really? <laughs> like, but we tightened up after that, we to did, be fair. We did, but, but I mean, but, like, we're only conceding, like, generally one, like, one or two on Saturday, but one goal. But it comes in the first ten minutes, and that is quite often enough to lose the game or certainly not win it. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, and it takes us a while to, with the exception of Hull, really, it takes us a while to then get back into yeah. it. Like, actually, we did score quite early in the second half, and when O'Brien mm. scored, I was like, right, get in. Great chance to win this. We've got about, you know, plus out of time, we've got about 40, 40 minutes, 35 yeah. minutes, yeah, to win this. And then we just go back to sleep again, and then with hit us. But we just, we're starting on the back foot, like, so much. And is that actually maybe a cult, what, Johnson's kind of alluding to with the the cultural comment that he made there of, of that not being quite right yet. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't. Like, I don't. I don't know. How, I don't really know what. Like, if it is that or not, because what culture are they buying into then? Where they deliberately like what you, you don't need to buy into a culture to not go one nil down after five minutes every week. I don't. Yeah, I don't get. Basics, that. I know what you mean, you know, but I don't know what I mean. I fuck knows what he's on about. But I don't think it's that. <laughs> like, uh, Maybe that's what the players are thinking. Like, yeah, what the fuck's he on about? Like walking out of the tunnel, like, what the fuck is he on about? <laughs> I hope so. Thought we were getting me sad, Gary. <laughs> oh, don't don't mention having a Gary. We were supposed to have a Gary on the pod tonight, Matthew. Come on. Oh, upset no. now. Well, unfortunately, well, unfortunately, Gary couldn't make it due to other reasons. Not in here. Not in here, not in here. But, you know, next week, don't worry, don't worry. Don't listen. We can't say any more on the matter. Fans of of Gary Foster will be pleased to know that he is returning with gusto next week. Oh, yes. safe and well. He is safe and well. His captors are treating him very well. We did try to get a video recorded message um, to send, but but they weren't up for that. Um, But hopefully soon, hopefully soon. soon. Uh, We've been assured soon. We have been assured (laughs) soon. Um, God, we really have lost it, haven't we? Um, yes. Luke 09, we've mentioned him a couple of times. He was... Another bizarre thing I want to point out, actually. Sorry, this this pod, like, listeners, it's all over the place, but, you know, there's plenty to fume about, and we're all losing our minds at the minute, so just stick with us. Um, Luke 09 being on the bench, right, on Tuesday, not even coming on for the last five minutes. Why are you having him on the bench in the first place, then? If, um, maybe, you know, it's we, like, maybe it's like when... Uh, I remember when... Niche reference, but when Borussia Dortmund played Real Madrid in like the Champions League knockouts, and Ronaldo was not fit, but they just put him on the bench to like he might be fit. <laughs> it's like we could br- we could bring him on, and uh, yeah, I mean so maybe I can like see that. how that would work with Cristiano Ronaldo, but Luke O'Nine. <laughs> What's the point? Well, what gonna... what else? There's no other like. Well, it's quite sad that he's probably our one of our better players now. But is the not oh, absolutely. though? Like because. I meant to bring this up earlier and I forgot. Because he's, clear, <laughs> he's clearly not fit, is he? So why? No, he's not. So why don't we get like what's he called that Mitch Curry? Why? Why did you put him on the bench? Well, he's yeah, he's all like, nine's a, a waste of a place on the bench because it's not like a young kid like Oliver Young has been on the bench recently. Yeah. It's like well, well he's yeah, he's probably not. He's sent off. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but as as much as anything, he's only going to come up come on if there's a disaster. Yeah, but. He's probably not going to get on, but it's experience being in the matchday yeah. squad and all that, and that's important for young players. Luke O'Neill doesn't need that. Like, yeah. and I know, I know there's extenuating circumstance in that Wimbledon game, but 
we brought in the Wimbledon home game, sorry, the 1-1 draw, but we saw how Jordan Willis featured in that game and he clearly wasn't fit. Mm. Is I, I, don't, I hope that's not going to be a bit of a theme of Johnson thinking. I know we've got injury issues, so it's not easy, but you might as well just put a kid on there because... It's, yeah, the, 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 um, the under-23s as well, they've had some all right results this season. As, like you know, like like Curry scored a lot of goals, and it's because he got in the the squad against Wimbledon. He came on, didn't he? Um, went yes, in the he home did game. actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he got, you know, he must have thought, well, there's your opportunities here now. And if I, if I keep scoring goals, and I'm going to get into the squad, and there's a there's a pathway I can see that. And now. That we really haven't got any players, and he isn't in the squad, or not just him, like someone else. I don't know. I don't know any of the other players, but there's got there's got to be some somewhere. That yeah. Rather than just having some, you might as well just have some things on the bench because all nine's not going to come pink, on. You might as well just have like a, a giant green, pink slice, for example. A mm-hmm. pink slice, a bollard, the microwave machine that's broken. It's also like. Um, it's not like we're in the Premier League anymore. So it's like yeah. it's the the. The level of what you're coming to play into is not like worlds away exactly, from yeah. what you've been playing at the reserve level. So, if you if we have a striker, Mitchell Curry's a striker, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you have him on the bench and we're chasing a game, I mean, maybe I've, I have hit the age where it's like chuck the kids in, but it's like, why not? Why not? Just don't bring Danny Graham on because that's useless. Yeah. Oh, no I 100% would, would rather see one of them than than Danny Graham, absolutely. But he won't be inside because, as we've established, Danny Graham has got nits. Um, midfield Which is more contagious be... than coronavirus. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Say. Danny Graham's mum currently like reassuring him, saying, oh, the Tony M, people with very clean hair, Danny, don't yeah. worry. Um, <laughs> be interesting to see what... outside the house. He's <laughs> <laughs> looking at his hair. <laughs> it's not clean. <laughs> but I, I, I stand by. This is why Max Power shaved his head. He didn't want to. He, he was ahead of the game on this. Um, also, do you think Max Aiden O'Brien will... shaved his head as well. So, do you think Aiden that's O'Brien's like head. the the key to his like maybe improved form? He got a bit nasty. Shaved his head. Aerodynamic and yeah. less nits. Or and maybe Stephen Goldsmith has just um, became an influencer, and we're not we're not aware of it yet. Uh, do you think Max Power, speaking of him, will be starting at right back? Um, or well, I know there's well, yeah, not many because... defensive options, yeah. but would would you rather see him back in the midfield, especially with Josh Scorn being so poor? I would like him in the midfield, but I, we don't have anyone to play right back because um, yeah. if Willis is in, just injured, don't play with one then. If Willis is injured, then he, Power's going to have to play there, isn't he? Yeah, which is annoying. Sanderson? You are. Sanderson, well, Sanderson, Sanderson probably going to have to play centre-half, though, isn't he? He's going to have to play centre-half because oh, right, right. Willis is dead. So. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. Uh, to be fair, Willis hasn't been actually ruled out yet, but I'm just, you know, it is his knee again. that he's got his Johnson. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so he's probably not going to be, you know, he probably shouldn't be risked. Really, um, but midfield is an interesting one. I'd probably have Grant Ledbetter back in there because just for his passing ability, as much as anything. Like I know he's not massively dynamic, but scoring's terrible. I'd rather see Ledbetter come in for him. Winchester looks all right, but Winchester he just doesn't. And I'd love to be proved wrong on this again. Not writing him off or anything for anyone like fumes, but he might be fine. Mm. But does he like give us what we desperately need to improve the midfield? Like, 
you know, no. we've 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 signed him so Max <laughs> no. Power can go to right back. Essentially, why not just sign a right back instead? Yeah. Like. <laughs> And maybe will like be this midfield dynamo we need. Who knows? But I just don't see him giving us the variety that we need in midfield. He might be totally competent and fine, but is he anything different to pretty much what we already had? Boring. Yeah, just boring. more boring players. Yeah, I don't know. He's no different, is he? Like we, he he looks a bit more positive, I guess, than than Scowen and. Like led not led better. I don't mean positive in terms of abilities. He's more forward thinking, I would say, than the led better is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, and I'd have him in the team over Scowen because I'd have Dobson in the team over Scowen. Um, yeah, on current form, absolutely. Because he's no worse than him. I know, and he's had his chance. To be honest, like he's had more than enough. I know he just keeps looking just, back into the yeah, side though because of weird. injuries as much as anything. But I'd rather, I like I would, I would put if. I would rather put Dobson in the middle than Scowen on Saturday, genuinely. Th- That's a statement th- for me. You can quote me on that. For you thing as well. Is, uh, I don't think he's going to drop Scowen because Scowen's right, like well, the one player he knows because he's managed him before. So it's a bit like I, I would be quite interested to see the data they did, the data they got on Carl Winchester, a player that's been managed by not only Lee Johnson, but also signed by his dad, Gary Johnson. <laughs> Great. I wonder I wonder how this twenty seven year old from Forest Green Rovers was picked out of the ether to be our midfield linchpin. I mean it's, it's like Sam Allardyce with his agent son, isn't it? Like just like setting yeah. up players. Oh dear me. Um, what have we become? We've all fully lost it as well. Is, as well wouldn't you? Like what What's the point? <laughs> what is the point in this anymore? Two and a half year deal, thank you very much. Oh, Bam! Fuck me. Tied him over like, nicely until he's 30. Thank you. And then we can't sell him for anything. Just giving just these players these contracts. Again, not learn anything ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, and like it just makes it better than because to make it worse, then you just think back like, oh, we wouldn't even pay seven million quid for Jan and Via. <laughs> and we knew he was good. We've been doing this for years, just giving these shit players massive contract contracts that they don't deserve, and they're never going to get anywhere else. Why do we? Why do we do this? Two and a, two and a half years in League One is mad. That is like, it's absolutely mad. I did not know <laughs> that. Sorry, was two and a half maybe he's got a great agent, to be fair. Like, fair play to him. Maybe his agent is oh, Gary no. Johnson. I'm just saying. <laughs> it might not Christ. be. Please don't sue me. Or something. No, no, no. no Gary it's Johnson fine, manages Torquay, I think. Uh, yeah, he does. Um, and will manage us after his uh, son gets sacked on Saturday. Might be his uncle, uh, who is, of course, Joe Royal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. Joros is Asian. Why not? Why not? Um, prediction time. Is oh. it going to be another miserable afternoon? I think for the first time, like, obviously, we always predict that we're going to win or, you know, at least get a positive result. But I don't know if I can actually predict that we're going to win. I feel so, like, flat still after Tuesday night. And our home form is so bad. And. You know, Shrewsbury, before their break, were in quite good form. Maybe they'll have rust to shake off. Maybe they'll be a little bit rejuvenated, especially as they've got to shake that rust off, like I was saying, against Southampton. Um, I'm going to go for the classic Sunderland, the 1-1 draw, the ideologically correct result. Does anyone have anything more positive than that? 
no, I was going to go one one as well. No, um, so I might as well go for something different then. Uh, I think we'll I think we'll get beat. We'll get beat three <laughs> one. Three one. As as Dan Dan Hadam would say, the per, uh, the uh, the good bet because <laughs> yeah, you never you can never go wrong with the three one. What's no, the no. what? I was gonna say, what's the logic behind that? It's it's because you uh, it keeps you in the game. It's the result that keeps you in the game the longest. Okay. That's his theory anyway, because like it can still be two nil at like with eighty minutes, and you're still technically in the game. Hmm. Obviously, it's going your way. Bet on something else other than correct scores. He uh, yeah. he went through a phase last year though where he won betting on Sunderland. He won f- like three in like three in a month because we beat Accrington three one, beat Burnley three one, beat AFC Wimbledon three one. Fair yeah. play. No, well, well, well done, Dan. Tomorrow, well, no one yeah, else sure. on Saturday. <laughs> Please uh, gamble responsibly. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah, we've got no, we've got no skin in this one. Um, yeah, I just, oh, god, it comes to something when you're not even predicting a win against Shrewsbury Town. Although to be fair, we have we, I know we beat them away. Luke O'Nine scoring his first goal, but we didn't we lose to them away from home last season? Yeah, yeah. we did. Yeah, and did we play we, the? Oh no, we drew no. at home as well. I yeah. think. No, yeah. we didn't play them last I year. Don't think at we home. played them because they. they because um, the the season got called off, didn't it? Because of nits. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you when what happened when we uh, we last played them at home. It was the night that Josh Madju wasn't going to sign that contract. Yes, yes, that it was. was. Yeah, halcyon days, my God, friend. remember that? That was fun. I thought we did play them um, last season before the the season was curtailed. I'm trying to look this up now, but um, we might obviously. Have. I was no, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't. I don't, I don't know what game I'm getting mixed up with. For some reason, I presume we drew one one at home with them. But you know, it's a yeah. fair assumption, really, isn't it? I'm sure no one will uh, knock us for presuming that. Um, we'll be back, me and Matthew, on Saturday. At five o'clock ish, not three o'clock ish, because <laughs> of the kickoff time, um, to react to Sunderland's latest embarrassment own. at all. Fucking attitude. That's really good. Is this the end, Matthew? Is this the end of the idiots? <laughs> now, 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 lads, calm down. <laughs> We're breaking right. up live on We're air. We're friends here. <laughs> so no, we will. Well. Harvey left he's seventeen. <laughs> One of us, well, one of us is about to run ourselves over, after being sick because of eating baked potato. Um, and then we'll yes. be back to react on Saturday. Um, hopefully it's to a win, but let's be honest with ourselves, it's probably not going to be. But let's try and stay positive. But, as ever, thank you very much for listening. <laughs>
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.